Welcome to the St. Canard Files, the Darkwing Duck Podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... And I'm Stan Lund, back once more. Hey, what's going on, Stan? How's it going, man? Very good. How have you been, Will? I'm doing pretty good, man. Just uh, been watching a lot of NBA basketball, a lot of sports happening right now. You doing yeah. all right? Yeah. Well, what, what are you watching right now, Stan? Like, are you big watching of- anything, like cartoon series it could be it don't even have to be 80 90s related nothing anything what are you watching so, right now i've been trying to catch up on a lot of youtube but in terms of tv shows i have a backlog of them to get through i've got to get through the flash and i've got to get i think i'm on like season six of that i gotta get through the most recent season the family guy mm. you know a whole season of power rangers Speaking of Rangers, how's your uh, watch through the greatest episodes going? Uh, I took a break from it. I haven't watched it in a while. I've been watching um, Winning Time, uh, a Lakers Dynasty series. It's on HBO Max about the Los Angeles Lakers showtimes. Yeah. Um, I've been watching Ninja Turtles, the animated series. Uh, Which one? Uh, the 80, what year is it? 80-something? Ah, the original. Cartoon. Yeah, the OG one. Oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm on like season two. It's a little different rewatching that because I I had never I don't remember it as a kid, uh, and seeing that Shredder is not really that intimidating on there. <laughs> yeah, he he, he, he kind of retreats. Yeah, he retreats a lot. He's kind of a coward. Blades praying whiny. a lot. Yeah, so it's a, it's a little weird watching that. Um, I'm on season I, two of Static Shock. I've been watching that. Good show. And I uh, forgot what else I've been watching. I've been watching something else. Um, oh, Avatar. Futurama. I've never ah, watched. You finally started Futurama. What I do you find, think? I, I like it so far. I'm on like episode four, I think. Are four you or five. To wish you may have gotten. Are you starting to wish you got some Futurama stuff signed by Billy West now? Uh, not yet. I'm not that fanboy yet, but <laughs> I might. I might get there. Uh, I, I, I actually like Phil Lamar's character a lot, man. Ah, Hermes. I don't know his name, but he has like a Jamaican accent or yeah, something. Yeah, that's Hermes. Okay, yeah, I, I like his character. Um, I did not know uh, Katie Seagal was on there. I, I, I instantly recognized her voice once I heard it. I was like, "That's Katie Seagal," you know. <laughs> yeah, Futurama is a great show. Yeah, so I'm liking Futurama. Uh, I, there's nothing else I'm thinking I'm watching. So I'm, I'm watching a few documentaries here and there because I, I don't always like to watch cartoons and kitty stuff. I like to watch grown-up stuff too, you know. Um, right. But uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, documentaries on Hulu and Netflix lately as well. Yeah, My thing is I, I don't like to just watch one thing. I kind of watch like maybe two to three episodes and then I go to something else. Yeah. But sometimes that hurts me because the one I like the least kind of gets forgotten that's where power rangers is getting right now for me <laughs> <laughs> oh man so a- anything else you watching watching any sports or anything uh, nascar okay you know, big nascar man it's the only sport i actually care about okay I- i've been following that um vicky white and casey white thing the 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 runaway uh she was a sheriff's deputy and she helped one of the inmates escape she fell in love with him you haven't been I- hearing about that I think my mom actually said something about that earlier today on the phone. That okay. They caught him, I think. Yeah, they finally got caught. They've been on the run for like 10, 11 days. Yeah, man. 
All right, so Stan, man, what are we what are we gonna review today, man? What's our fill? Matter of fact, before we get into that, everybody, just to let you know, this is another filler episode. We don't know when this will drop. It could drop before Dangerous Currency. It could drop after Dangerous Currency. It could drop after Joe Bugs. We don't know. This is just a filler episode. Uh, this is something for Mike and Tiffany when they have a break. But it's possible, Stan, it could get plugged in somewhere before. It is possible that it should be in between Dangerous Currency and Joe Books because the main villain in this actually comes back in Joe Books. Mm-hmm. So it's possible, but we don't know yet. Uh, I'll talk with Mike and see where this filler episode will go. Um, all right. So, uh, Stan, what are we uh, reviewing today? We are reviewing the Darkwing Duck comic Feeling Flushed from Disney Adventures, January 1993. With a couple random guys on the front, as random I said to Will. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I didn't know it was crisscross. I, I, they were around during when I was growing up, but I wasn't into that kind of music. It, it's funny, guys, because uh, I text uh, Stan because Stan. When I ask Stan what Disney Adventures magazine or issue do I need to pull out, he always gives me the month and the date, and he's giving me a hint. To get my stuff organized, <laughs> but I never it so much easier. It would All make I it so to... much easier, man. I mean, I I have mine. They start from issue number one, and they're stacked on top of each other. So all I have to do is look, see on the spines, be like, oh, there's that one. Pull it right out. Yeah. So Stan always gives me the month and the year, and all my Disney adventures are not organized. I got doubles and triples, and sometimes when I'm going through them, like. Then I just see this one, you know, and I'll keep going. I'm digging and I'm digging. I didn't have it, but it was funny though. Cause I go back to uh, Stan's um, co- uh, comment or that text that he sent me. And he says some random guys. Along with Max <laughs> and Goofy's feet at the top. Yeah. <laughs> and it was weird to me because I know who Chris Cross is. And I, I thought it was weird that Stan did not know who they were. Uh, I know everybody has different childhoods and, did live in different areas and everybody has a different genre of music, but like where I was located at the time, I was in Fort Riley, Kansas. Uh, I was about, uh, what year you said? 91. Uh, this one is January 93, 93. So I was 12 years old. Um, I think crisscross came out when I was 11. I think that's when they came out. Uh, so I was 12 years old and crisscross was a big deal. I remember at school, Everybody was wearing their clothes backwards, Then We were wearing our jeans inside, our backwards. Our jerseys were backwards. It became a style, man. It was a big deal. So it, it, it was. I was a little shocked that you didn't you know, know who they were. <laughs> you know what I wonder? I wonder if the comment in Back to the Future 2, which was released in 89, about all kids in the future wear their pants inside out. I wonder if that was a reference to Chris Cross. Because really? maybe that was right around when they were getting big. Maybe that's a little mm-hmm. inside reference to them. Now, what year was it Back to the Future made? 1989 was part two, which is where that uh, no, I, I don't think they were out yet. No? No, I don't think so. Because they, I mean, they dropped like three or four albums, but they, that first album was the only one that was relevant. They, they had like three hit songs from their, that one. They had uh, Jump, uh, Warm It Up, and uh, I Missed the Bus. So that was those. Those were three big hits for them, and then after that, they kind of fell off the map. Yeah, yeah. The clothes wearing backwards stuff went out of style. Wasn't nobody wearing that anymore, you know? So, yeah, except they, for they... the hat. <laughs> Still backwards hats. That was a big thing in the nineties. 
All right. So we're reviewing Feeling Flush today. And um, it's written by Jim Bricker. We mentioned him on our last uh, filler episode, which was Let's Get Fiscal. Uh, we mentioned like seven or eight yeah. of his stuff that he written. So you, if and you want to go. Oh, go ahead, Sam. I was going to say, speaking of Let's Get Fiscal, I have a little bit of a correction uh, to mention. When we set about to review that comic, I actually hadn't pre-read the comic like I normally do. So I actually got confused with another comic that was early. And I said the art was bad at the beginning, which you may have noticed at the end, I mentioned the art was good. It was good. <laughs> probably was like, what was he talking about? It was bad then. <laughs> in my head, I had it mixed up with another comic. Aww. Okay, so yeah. Stan, we're going to review uh, Feeling Flush um, without any spoilers. What did you think? Just a brief, was, don't get too uh, depth. Don't get too in-depth about it. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good too. Uh, it was good to see a new villain we've never seen before, and th there's a little joke inside about that too. Yeah, within the story, um, I, I thought it was cool. But if, I don't know why, Stan. But when it comes to these comics, I never like the ending. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's just me being an adult now and rereading these, or I, I, I'm not sure. But I do love that there's other Darkwing material outside of the episodes. Sometimes, you know, because yeah. I don't. I'm not about to sit there and watch 91 episodes over and over. You know. <laughs> That ain't happening. And it's kind of cool to just get a different visual of it. All right. Yeah. So let's get let's get into so, this stand. Hold oh, on. Say something. Oh, yeah, we got a writer or a drawer. Yep. Go for it. That's so as we mentioned, the writer was Jim Bricker. The pencils were done by Tom Bancroft. Mm -hmm. He did one other dark point story, which was uh transportation troubles. Though more notably, he's worked on animated films for disney he's been an animator on roger rabbit shorts aladdin the lion king mulan and brother bear to name a few mm -hmm. so he's he's got some big credits to his name mm -hmm. okay all right so stan uh instead of, you know what let's do it a little different today instead of me starting us off on the review you guide us in how, how does this whole story start off man get us going so it starts off with darkwing and launchpad at the scene of a crime and there's mm -hmm. a little piece of evidence left behind and Darkwing decides to check his uh, felon file to see if he can figure out which of the bad guys that it is mm -hmm. or rather he has Launchpad look through it but Launchpad doesn't find any uh, felons except one DW might not want to mention yeah and, and it's funny though, I like some of the names they, they mentioned for the villains. It's not the usual, it's not the Quacker Jacks, the Bush Roots. We get names like Card Shark, One Eye Jack, uh, 23 Skiddo, No Peaky, uh, Peaky Baseball, was that? P no Peaky, yeah. yeah, No Peaky Baseball. A and then what else happens, uh, Stan? Well, like I said, the LP doesn't find any of the villains Darkwing's looking for, mm -hmm. but he finds one villain Darkwing might not want to admit because there's a bunch of unpaid parking tickets in that particular <laughs> folder. Yep. Parking tickets, I'm sure Darkwing wishes the cop didn't just find out about. Yep. And uh, Darkwing says, I must have left the uh, felon file in another cake. <laughs> yep. All right. And then uh, what, they jump up on the window ledge and they take off, right? They jump from the window because LP has a button that's supposed to summon the rat catcher but he forgot to put batteries in it, so they crashed to the street. 
Yeah, they crashed. It, it looked like they hit the street, but then it showed them in the dumpster, right? Yeah. Yeah, I actually like the drawing of them in the dumpsters because, like, they look exhausted, like they're hurt. And then you can see all the flies, like, around, like, it stinks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> all right, so uh, what did they find in the dumpster? Or what did uh, Launchpad pull out? He pulled out something, didn't he? Uh, the thing he pulled out, it wasn't actually something he pulled out of the dumpster. Okay. It was that red card that was in the first scene in the middle of the chalk outline. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that that was picked up by by either Darkwing or Launchpad. Yeah, and it came from the casino, correct? It came from the Chump Plaza Casino, yes. And mm-hmm. I think Chump Plaza is a riff on some other person's Plaza Casino. Okay. Someone and then, that uh, rhymes with chump. Uh, I'm lost. Someone who was a president. Oh, really? Yeah, because there is such a place called the Trump Plaza Casino. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> See, I just learned at something least, new. At least that's what I think that that's the right. It, it probably is because be he he was a businessman. He's always been famous, pretty much. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then um, LP reminds uh, DW that they had been there before for an investigation on do- uh, dog racing scam. Yep. But it's this moment the Darkwing prompts them to get dangerous. Yep. So we hear the, the catchphrase. We get to hear it on here. Yep. Yep. And then uh, what happens next, Dan? Well, LP keeps trying to tell DW that he has a plan, but Darkwing won't you know hear it from him Nah, he won't hear from him they go through the hitting vent or something don't they yeah they go through a vent and they drop out into an unexpected scene yeah (laughs) it was all these ladies in there and they're telling uh congratulations or something right like a surprise that that he's chump casino's 100,000th patron or patron i mean yeah uh so he get kind of treated like royalty for a minute don't he yeah, but he's he doesn't take to it. Yeah, he sure doesn't. He dumps oddly everything. enough, I mean, I think normally he would, you know, kind of fall under the adulation spell, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is you know, true. Mm-hmm. You know, I will say this one line is kind of uncharacteristic, though, where LP's asking telling dw that wasn't that bad and asking if he ever saw himself in a gold lace feather boa before and darkwing's like you ever see yourself in a muzzle yeah i, I didn't like darkwing's line after that too I, I that didn't sound like him to me either when he says prepare your peepers for the i don't even know what that word is paragon of, of peerless profundity pro- yeah that don't sound like dw to me well, I will say, though, they do kind of call it out a couple panels after. But first, mm-hmm. he does mention the terror that flaps in the night, even if it's not an actual entrance. Mm-hmm. It's not but an yeah, actual I, entrance, but we get it. We kind of get a little bit of it. A little, yeah. But yeah. I love how he crashes some launch pads like, was that Paragum or Profundity? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, some of the dialogue kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, there's there's a lot of very big words in these. Yeah, so they head over to the entrance of uh, the the Chunk Casino. The service entrance, yeah. Yeah, the service entrance, all right. And then what happens from from there, uh, Stan? Take us us away. Finally, Darkwing admits he doesn't know where they're going, and Launchpad reveals that 
the thing they thought was a playing card is actually a business card for poker face yep and it says uh one chump plaza casino 17th floor walk-ins welcome yep all right and then dw comes storming through that door man he knocks it he down kicks that down yeah and it kind of reminds me of the intro on the theme song oh he, yeah yeah it definitely reminds me of that and it's, it's what's really weird is we see like the little batman uh 60s uh of the hitting and stuff on oh, the next we see that throughout yeah, there's yeah. lots of uh, sound bubbles. Yeah, we get this, the the splat and whack and thwack and oof. We see all that. <laughs> but yeah. Then, yeah, and we see DW and LP. They're chained up, and we see Poker Face, but from a distance. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, we finally get to see Poker Face up close, and uh, what happens from there? Well, first I gotta ask, why are there so many villainous cats in Darkwing Duck? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, between the comics and the show there's like a good half dozen of them no 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 you know what Sam? we're gonna i'm gonna hold off for us just a second i know we're gonna review uh we're gonna give poker face a score here um but quick your opinion of his costume what did you think of his costume uh two alice in wonderland I thought it was really cheesy too i, I didn't like it at <laughs> yeah. all his costume could use a bit of work yeah all right, well, take it away, Stan. I'm trying to let you lead the day for a change. Go yeah. ahead. So, Poker Face wants to spill his plan, but Darkwing don't want to hear it. He's heard it too many times. He's not interested. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they're, they're chained up, and then uh, Poker Face still trying. He keeps trying over and over to tell him his plan. Darkwing, he starts singing songs and stuff in his head, right? Yeah, well... He out loud yeah out loud you're going la 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 yep. <laughs> all right and then what happens well poker face reveals the villainous elixir mm -hmm. now this part i got a little confused and it's like they were going up but then they fell down does it say what caused them to fall down well I think Poker Face lowered them down. Oh, he lowered them down. It, yeah, because it's a conveyor belt where they're supposed to be sliced and cut. Mm -hmm. And then they were like on a... In a, fact, you know what I think they're on? What's I think that? they're on a conveyor belt that makes playing cards. Ah, that's what it was. I couldn't tell by the drawing, man. Yeah, like at first I thought it might have been newspapers, but... All those little red squares, I think it makes playing cards. Okay. And then uh, DW, like, does he tickle LP? Was that what the feathers were? Or, or, or what was happening there? Yeah, he, he rips a feather and tickles him, causing him to sneeze them off of the conveyor belt. Okay. That's that one part I was, I was under. Okay. So that part I understood. It was the, the them getting lowered into the conveyor belt that kind of threw me off yeah. a little bit. Okay. All right. And then where do they land into when after launch pad sneezes? undiluted gambleholic toxin yep lp comes out fine from the toxins it, it melted the chains a little bit didn't it yeah yeah so they were able to break through the chains and stuff but dw is not the same well before we continue we should mention what poker face's plan was because he did mention his plan even all right. if dw didn't want to all right it. go for it so he wanted to put the gambleholic toxin into the casino's drink supply Mm -hmm. So no one will be able to stop him. Mm -hmm. And hence why when Darkwing comes out of the drink supply, well, not the drink supply, but the toxin, 
Mm-hmm. He is a gambling addict. Oh yeah, he gets insane with it. I yeah. really like the drawings of DW from here on out. I'm a little surprised though it didn't affect Launchpad at all. Yeah, it didn't even affect him one bit. No. Nope. <laughs> all right, keep going then, Stan. So yeah, all Darkwing wants to do right now is gamble, and mm-hmm. LP's trying to figure out good ways to snap him out of it. First, he mentions that the rat catcher's been stripped and put up on blocks. When that fails, he says that Megavolt just escaped and he's flying over the city in a giant toaster oven. That didn't work. That doesn't work. What finally works? Uh, he tells him that Goslin just dumped soy sauce on all your spare costume. He's like, what? <laughs> I'll give that three-foot hurricane a piece of my mind like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so dw finally snapped out of it and then we see poker face again right yep at the water supply mm-hmm. and he's remembering his villainous origin story yeah we kind of get it very briefly and uh he got hit with some cars or something right yeah and that's why he became a villain it's honestly like... <laughs> that's one of the dumbest origin stories i've ever heard <laughs> i've heard some bad ones but that's uh pretty bad Oh man, I thought that was funny when I read that. I was like, what is that? What just happened? He got hit with it in the head with some playing cards, and now he's got a gambling problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I thought that was hilarious. All right, keep going, Stan. So, right before he's able to enact his master plan, mm-hmm. DW shows up and we get an entrance. Why don't you take this one? All right, he says, I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the winged scourge who's going to run your inside straight. Yep, but he doesn't quite finish because the gambling problem is back. Yep, he'll say, he says, I'll see your five and raise you ten. <laughs> now, I will say we've kind of heard the winged scourge one, though, a different way before. Because usually, you know, one of the most famous ones is I'm the winged scourge that pecks at your nightmares. Mm-hmm. But uh, Poker Face, you know, he's not going to play around. He's going to have his uh, minions take him on. And I got to say, I actually enjoy his minions more than him. Yeah, his minions, uh, they they had the, the names of all the deck of cards. You know, one of them was Heart, yeah. Club, Spade, and Diamond. The Spade one was the only one I didn't get. I think he's supposed to be like a 40s era, like smooth gangster type okay he was the only one i i I didn't get the the diamond one i got because his vest was shaped like a diamond the heart one he had like a tux like that was like a heart and then the club the the mouse had like a club yeah okay all right but keep going stan so dw's in the throes of his gambling thing and launchpad bets him a nickel that he can't defeat the gang of crushing garish henchmen which was a great idea from LP. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he, he defeats them really easily, except for the uh, the club, right? That's the only one he struggled with? No, he he defeated the club one pretty easily, though he gets a little damage. Yeah, he get a little damage because he got hit in the foot with the, the, the club, and then uh, he... Sh- he we're is that the gas little, Supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. First, he defeats the heart, you know, which there's heart jokes, like mm-hmm. actual internal organ heart jokes. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I 
I really like the the club guy. Like I I imagine to have like a tiny tunes s voice. It's like you hoided my brother. <laughs> yeah, and then uh he defeats the club with the gas gun, which I, I think is supposed to be the gas gun. It you is because the previous panel he's the club guy says, then give me your gas gun. Mm-hmm. And then he defeats the diamond by uh, bringing a, a huge woman over. It says a woman or a woman's best friend is still diamonds. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, we have the spade guy left. Yeah. How did he defeat the spade? What happens in his battle with the spade? Well, the spade guy calls him a lunatic in a cheesy polyester, poly, polyester costume. It's always mm-hmm. a hard word. And Darkwing's like, nobody insults my wardrobe. And I love this next panel where Launchpad's like, yeesh, I've never heard those sound effects before. What <laughs> sound effects are we hearing? Uh, I'm not sure, because those are the words. I don't even know what those words are. I can tell you. What's that? So there's garrote, which, and I might have mispronounced it, but it's where you choke someone with like a thin wire. Uh, then oh. there's calamity, which is self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, immolate, which is to like engulf something in flames, and asphyxiate, which is to choke something. Oh, okay, I didn't know that one. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but, yeah, and Launchpad said, uh, "I've never heard these sound effects before." And Pokerface face, yeah, man, this whole thing's about gambling. I bet you yeah. have. <laughs> Yeah, so now we get Darkwing versus uh, Poker Face, right? Yep. But it doesn't really get into, like, a physical battle. Nope. They uh, both feed into their gambling addiction, so mm-hmm. Launchpad has plenty of time to go get the, the police officer from earlier, and mm-hmm. they they arrive to see that Darkwing and Poker Face have been gambling and there's been a bit of a wardrobe change. Yeah, because Darkwing's been losing, so it looks like they're playing a little bit of strip poker or something. Yeah, <laughs> Poker Face now has Darkwing's hat and cape, and presumably his uh, his shirt as well, because Darkwing's wearing a barrel. Like, the only actual clothing he has left that looks like is his mask. Yeah. And Darkwing asks uh, LP if he can spare him a sawbuck because he's a little short <laughs> yep and then uh poker face lets everybody knows he has another straight yep all right so stan all right let's uh get into this uh review or of our scoring and stuff let's get into poker face first all right um what did you think of poker face and what score would you give him honestly i would give poker face if it's just poker face himself i think i'd give him about a two to a two and a half okay because he doesn't he's not a very effective villain like we don't actually see him get his crimes to happen he mm-hmm. has one of the stupidest origins i've ever seen mm-hmm. you know now if we were rating him with his thugs his score would probably jump up to about a three because i really really like those henchmen Okay, so overall, you give him a three because you're including the minions. If I include the minions, yeah, it'd be a three. If not, then it's a two. Okay, uh, I don't know how to rate him. I'm gonna be honest with you. So I'm gonna, I'm just throwing this out there. Um, I didn't like his wardrobe, but I do like when sometimes when we get a new villain, 
you know yeah i do like that sometimes it's a, it's a change of pace it's a change of story uh the whole gambling thing i thought it was funny but then toward the end I, it was starting to get kind of old like everything's turning into a gambling thing but then it got funny again when you see dw without his clothes um right. i will go i'm gonna just play it safe uh stan i'm just gonna give him a two and a half right there in the middle all right yeah, so I'm gonna give him a, a two and a half. I wouldn't mind seeing him again, but I wouldn't mind. I, I wouldn't want to see him as much as a bush root, you know? Right. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't go that high. I'm gonna play it safe. And like you said, with the the menus, they they kind of make it interesting too. So I yeah. I, I want to stick with my two and a half. I'm playing it safe. All right. All right. And what did you think overall? What would you give the overall uh, story? The overall story, I'd give a three. You know, it's kind of it's kind of middle of the road. You know, there's some things that bring it down, like the dumb origins. You know, mm-hmm. poker faces, lackluster <laughs> costume. You know, the fact that he doesn't really end up being a very effective villain, and the fact that you know, there's just a a few things are very confusing or out of place. But there's some really good moments. I mean, I love the henchmen. The idea of how to snap Darkwing back to himself. Oh, Goslin dumps soy sauce on your costumes. It's like, that's pure genius. Right yeah. There. Okay. You know, and I will say that the end thing, you know, how they beat him was kind of funny as well. The fact that he and Darkwing just couldn't get over their gambling enough for a real fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I'm going to go two and a half. Also, the same score I gave Poker Face. Um like you said, the story is is pretty smooth all the way. I, I'm I'm okay with it. I like it. I enjoy it. Uh, to be honest with you, I agree with a lot of things you said. I thought the poker face origin story was just stupid. Like, man, that's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard in an origin yeah. story. And I'm so glad you said that because I was gonna say that too. <laughs> I was waiting <laughs> to see if you were gonna catch that. I was like, maybe Stan thought it was funny or something, but I thought it was the dumbest origin story ever. Um, I think Launchpad is so underrated in this episode. Like yeah. he's constantly trying to uh, tell uh, DW about the business card. He never gets yep. a chance to say it. Then he's trying to get DW, like you said, he's trying to convince DW how to break him out of the spell, you know? Uh, and then like, he knows how to snap him out of it. He does that. I think Launchpad yep. is pretty good in this one. I, I, I like Launchpad. Not to mention without him there to tickle, Darkwing would have become Trace uh, playing cards. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to stick with two and a half. What did you think of the drawings? You mean the art? The art, I thought, yeah. I thought the art was great. Okay. Okay. You yeah, know, I thought it was pretty cool, too. I, I, like were, I said, I liked his eyes and stuff when he oh was... Oh, yeah. Um, very expressive when, mm-hmm. when he's under the gambling spell. Okay. So, yeah, overall, we're going to give Feeling Flush. I'm going to give it two and a half, and you gave it a three, right? Yep. Yeah, not a bad episode or comic. Not a bad comic to read. <laughs> yeah, not now, bad. Since this is a filler and we don't know when it's dropping, should we mention a possible return for Poker Face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Possible. Yeah, go for it. So Poker Face, when you're seeing this, you may have either already seen his return or he may be yet to return, but you will see more Poker Face somewhere. Okay. All right. Now, Stan, we got a little bit of time left. Um you didn't get to review as many episodes with us. Uh, I think you reviewed like maybe three or four, correct? Uh, episodes? I think the only episode I ever reviewed with you guys was Stearminator. That's the only one? I thought you also yeah. did Time and Punishment. Did you no, I wanted to, but that was Tim, I believe. Ah, okay. 
So yeah, time and punishment was one on my list. I had originally wanted to do that one. I had wanted to do life, the megaverse and everything uh, going nowhere fast and dead duck were all among ones that I wanted to do that. I never got the chance to. Mm, okay. So Stan, uh, you're a big mega duck fan. Yep. Uh, you didn't get a chance to review Disguise the Limit. Uh, no. Mike mentioned Disguise the Limit as one of his top five underrated episodes. It's a really good episode. Mm-hmm. I agree yeah. with him. I think it is an underrated. I didn't put it on my top five list, but it, it's definitely a top one. It's definitely up there, you know? Uh, yeah. What would you just briefly discuss uh, Disguise the Limit, what you think of the episode, and what kind of score you would have gave it? So Disguise the Limit was a great episode. I love how Darkwing keeps, you know, turning into the different, you know, characters, culmin- culminating with them turning into Negaduck. Darkwing's not going to need a ray. He'll need <laughs> an ambulance. <laughs> you know, plus, it has one of the best cerebellum lines. Who is this pushy kid? Mm-hmm. I love Negaduck's confusion every time Darkwing changes into things like, Goo God, what happened to you? (laughs) And of course, who can forget that classic scene where Darkwing and, well, Darkwing as Negaduck and Negaduck keep bringing different, larger instruments of war to destroy each other. You know, where, where they're like, okay, well, I'm going to bring a plane. Well, yeah, I'm bringing an aircraft carrier. <laughs> All right. Okay, so Stan, so what, what score would you give it? I'd give that one a solid four, maybe a, solid even four? a four and a half. Okay, okay. So I see you really you like know. that one. Okay. I like it too. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I really like The Sky's the Limit, man. And you're right. It is an underrated episode. Not too many people talk about that one. You know, it always... Mm-hmm. It's always the heavy hitters, like Life the Negaverse and everything. Darkly Dawn's the duck. You know, oh, just us, justice up. ducks. Uh, I think I'm the only person who just thinks Darkly is just so overrated, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just not feeling that episode. I think people are just so so in tune to it because it's an origin story, man. But I, I personally didn't like it. Yeah, there's more than just the origin to love in that one. But maybe mm. that will be something we'll discuss another time. All right, so Stan, for the people tuning in for the first time, where can they catch us at? Uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Pandora. I There's probably more, but I'm drawing a blank. Okay. All right, well, today I want to give a shout-out to Mike Peraza. I saw him and his wife were being booked at a con uh I believe it is in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, and I think Mike Peraza doesn't get as much love as he should with all the work he did for the Disney afternoon and just Disney in general. So uh, that's who I'm going to give my shout out to uh, Mike Peraza. Uh, anybody you want to plug, Stan? Well, I do kind of want to say one thing since as recently as of when we're recording this, uh, we lost George Perez, who was oh, a yeah, very right. influential comic book artist. Mm-hmm. So rest in peace, Mr. Perez. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, guys. So that's going to wrap up this filler episode, uh, our review of uh, Filling Flush. Uh, we don't know when the next filler episode is going to drop, but just until then, stay dangerous. Stay dangerous, everyone. <laughs>